Women's voices might be more prominent in our news than ever before, but even so, 70% of people seen, heard or quoted in the news are men. Some have made the argument that this is because men are more willing to do interviews, but a new study from ANU has debunked this. The study did find that women who appear in the media are more likely to receive sexist abuse as a result. Professor Michelle Ryan is the director of the Global Institute for Women's Leadership at the Australian National University and our guest. Welcome. Hi, PK. Thanks for having me on. So take me through the key findings from this study. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things we were really keen to do in this work, which was led by Catherine Shine at Curtin University, was to really look at what underlies the underrepresentation of women. And I think there's a lot of numbers about how many women are on, but not enough knowledge about what's happening. And what we found is, is that while men and women are equally willing to do interviews, women do have different concerns and motivations than men. And one of those big concerns is about being misquoted or misrepresented, about online harassment and concern about their appearance. Wow. Uh, For many women who appear regularly in the media, online harassment is pretty common. What did your study find? I know you said that they were worried about it, but is it really something that happens to them when when they say yes, for instance, to an interview, maybe even here on RM Breakfast? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. So what we actually found is that about the same number of women and men had experienced trolling and harassment, so around 40% of women and men. But for women, the nature of their harassment was a little bit different. So it, it was more about sexism and it was a bit more personal. And that really accords with other research that we've been doing with, say, LGBTQI people that um, we looked at politicians, queer politicians, and also found that while they got about the same amount of harassment, the nature of it's really different, often very personal. So about their appearance or, you know, threats about their safety rather than, say, criticism about their policy, which is really different. And you mentioned that women were worried about their appearance in terms of appearing in the media. So obviously on camera pretty much is is the, the place that that would be a worry. Is that because of previous experiences of being targeted and trolled? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We see how what women wear and their hair and what they look like, their makeup is is commented on in a way that that men's appearance is not. So I think it's not just a sort of personal concern, maybe I don't look pretty enough, but a really realistic concern about the sort of harassment that they might receive and in this case, specific harassment about their appearance. Okay, so I suppose that you, you've collected some of the information about how women feel. How do we make media more open to women? Obviously, everyone, I think, broadly would agree that we should sort of have equality and we should hear women being platformed in the media. How do you, how do you turn this around? Yeah, I think it's a hard one. In our report, we give some uh, sort of recommendations about what journalists and and the media can do to encourage more women in. And those are things around transparency, about preparing them enough. But I do think there's also another piece there where we need to call out this sort of harassment that happens. So often it's just such commonplace now that that we, we sort of brush it off or we say, I'll just ignore it. But I think there needs to be more done. We have to have a zero tolerance for the way in which women are treated in the media. That's a really interesting point. Uh, That is the overwhelming response women get when they talk about this, that just ignore it, put it on mute, block people, 
don't worry about it. Why is that not the right response in your view? Well, it's interesting because it focuses on the victim, I guess, um, and it focuses on what they should do and what they should change about their sort of behaviour. And I think ignoring something is great, but it doesn't make it go away and it doesn't make it go away for the next person and the person after that. It doesn't actually change things. I think Ginger Gorman talked very much about um, trolling and, and the harassment that, that people receive online. And it is actually targeted to shut people down and push them off social media. So I guess if you ignore it or block them or, you know, just don't check social media, then then you're missing out on part of that experience. So we shouldn't be telling women what to do in response to trolling. We should be responding mm. to trolls or harassers and making them stop. Yeah, it's like saying to women, get out of the public sphere. Absolutely. Because right? the public sphere is increasingly online. Yeah, it, absolutely. And when, when we look at the motivations that women have for doing interviews, you know, they know that these are positive experiences for them, that it, it can increase their public profile, it can promote their work or their research, and, you know, it could increase their chances of promotion, for example. So so I think even some of that follow-up of what happens afterwards, it's not just the interview itself, but the exposure that happens afterwards. And if you're not engaging in that, or if you're not, you don't feel you can be part of that, then a lot of the benefits of doing interviews then goes away. Really interesting um, conversation starter, that's for sure. Professor Ryan, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Professor Michelle Ryan is the Director of the Global Institute for Women's Leadership at the Australian National University. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.